right, we are delighted for another edition of the Lori and Julia Book Club, the Lo J Book Book Club. We have William Kent Kruger, who goes by Kent, uh, with us in studio, and the latest book, which is amazing, "The River We Remember," a novel. And last we spoke, you were at our book club live. And you read the first page of this book to us. Do you remember? That yeah, I do. Such a glorious the prologue. Night. Yeah, I always read the prologue because it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Channel cats will eat anything. This is the story of how they came to eat Jimmy Quinn. I it, mean, we were just like, oh my it, gosh. It gets an audience every time. It does. It does. Hi. Thanks Hi. for coming in studio. Hey, thanks for having me again. I always enjoy being here. I know. So you've been on a whirlwind tour. Mm-hmm. What city had you never been to before that you were maybe kind of surprised at the reaction to your to your to you? Yeah, I did uh, a book event in Costa Mesa, California, at a library there. The place was packed. You know, when I do a library event in um, in Minnesota, I can expect a really nice turnout. But Costa Mesa, California, I was just I was knocked uh, <laughs> off my socks. It was, <laughs> it was just lovely to see the reception that I got there. But, uh, you know, Coeur d'Alene, Iowa. Oh. I mean, Idaho. Oh, Idaho, my that's God, beautiful. they packed them in there. But that's beautiful, isn't it? It's gorgeous. And clearly they are intelligent, perceptive readers. <laughs> and that, that's not a big population there, So, but everyone came to see you, I'm <laughs> yeah, sure. We, uh, we, yeah, we packed them in standing room only. I love that. Well, give everyone, because this is a standalone book, and is this your third or fourth standalone? I'm trying to think. It's actually my fourth, but it's really the third I talk about. Okay. There's one we don't talk about very much. Okay. All right, so this is the third, The River We Remember. Give everyone the setup, Kent. Sure. It, uh, it's set in the summer of 1958 in southern Minnesota, an area I call Black Earth County. It opens on Memorial Day 1958 when the body of the uh, county's leading citizen, a man named Jimmy Quinn, is found floating in the Alabaster River, uh, dead from a shotgun blast and nearly naked. Um, you know, this really is a true mystery because the question at the heart of the story is who killed Jimmy Quinn and why. But it's really about a whole lot more than that. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it I sure mean, is. I mean, one of the themes of, of your book is, uh, and we, it, we find about it as the story, you know, you're such a wonderful storyteller, but different characters, their war experiences. And I'm just curious about that aspect of the book. Yeah, you know, the seed for the story was this. Uh, in the early 1940s, my father graduated from high school, enlisted in the military, and uh, marched off to Europe to fight in World War II. He was just a kid. He was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. He came back years later, a man deeply wounded in body and in spirit by what the war had done to him. Uh, I'm pretty sure now, looking back, that he was suffering from PTSD, but nobody talked about that no. back then. Or if they did, they, they referred to it as shell shock or battle fatigue. And uh, and he. My was, grandpa used to just say they came. He came back funny in the head. He's funny never in been the right. Head. That yeah. is actually like wh- how lingo people, use. That was a lingo use. Yeah, you know. And he was really he was very like the fathers of my friends, guys who like my dad had fought in World War Two or the Korean War, mm-hmm. and that, I mean they all went away kids. Some not even shaving yet, and they mm-hmm. came back men deeply wounded by the the horrors that they had seen and the horrors that they had been a part of. And all my life, I've wondered how could you heal. From that kind of wounding, and that was where the story for mm. the river we remember began. 
Yeah. Did your dad ever talk to you about it? Did you guys ever no. have that? You know, when I was a kid, like all kids, I pestered him for war stories. You sure. kill any Germans? Dad, yeah. he absolutely refused to talk about the war. Yeah. That's kind of, I mean, that we hear that from everybody. Yeah. They just absolutely, I think it was just too traumatic to even say yeah, the Yeah, why would they want to go back and relive yeah. those horrors? Yeah. It, you know, and the other thing, too, that you touch upon in this small Minnesota town where this, this takes place is, um, uh, you know, the the anti-immigrant sentiment, which at World War One it was Germans. Yep. People changed their mm-hmm. names. Mm-hmm. World War Two it was Japanese. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember... Um, Hearing some of my, um, well, my father-in-law had, he refused to go to Honolulu, to Waikiki. His wife wanted to go to Hawaii, and he said, no, I won't go there, all because of mm-hmm. the, the bombing, Jap- you know. Yeah. And so we see this in this town, how that plays out. Yeah, this is still, um, there is still a great deal of resentment uh, toward the Japanese in particular uh, as a result of World War Two, And, you know, when I was growing up, I saw that because mm-hmm. well, you, you know people Coast. think of this as an historical novel. Hey, mm-hmm. I was alive then. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. It starts in 1958. Yep, mm-hmm. this setting, and it's Deliverance Day instead of Memorial Day or it, Labor Day. Which one is it? It's it it's, was it was uh, changed to Memorial Day. It was Decoration, Decoration Day. Decoration Day. In the I, old days, it was called Decoration Day. Did you? I never had heard that before. Or That's because you're think so young. Read it. Yeah. Oh, right. But I, re- you know, we read older books, and the other theme. Is that we find out a huge secret like thirty five pages into it, and there's some sexy. other secrets. Yeah. Kind of a sexy secret, <laughs> right away. All small towns have sexy <laughs> secrets. <laughs> going right. on, In a know? town named Jewel. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. It's a good book. Well, thank you very much. It was a special book for me to write, mm-hmm. um, in large measure because I, I was able to explore more deeply the kind of experience that my father had had and uh, what it did to him and others like him. What kind, of, what kind of research did you do? I mean, did you talk to people? Did you draw on your experiences, read other books? Well, I talked to um, guys who work with veterans um, and just asked them, how do you work with veterans and what are the responses you get? And they were very helpful. Um, a lot of it was simply having observed the veterans uh, growing, I mean, because everybody's father went off to war when I was a kid. And, uh, and you know, I was in, uh, when I went, I w- went to Stanford University, and one of my, uh, one of the guys on my dorm, his father uh, was on the USS Indianapolis. I think it was in the Indianapolis. Oh, that was, the Jaws. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he said it, he his father survived that, you know. Night in the water. Then it was more. There were there were days in the water and the, and the sharks were circling oh. and killing them off one by one. His father survived, but uh, when I talked to him at Stanford, he said, "My dad still wakes screaming from nightmares from that mm. experience." Wow! Yeah, these are things that don't go away. Right. right. Time does not heal all wounds. Right. Yeah, and and we you do get a sense of that in the book how people hang on to stuff. You know, I talked a lot about the veterans and the woundings there, but I also talked about how life wounds us in so many ways. So uh, through spousal abuse, uh, through um, prejudice, we're wounded, through wanting someone to love us and not receiving that love, not getting that love wounds us. And so I wanted Mm -hmm. to talk about woundings in all of these Mm -hmm. ways and how do we heal from all Mm -hmm. of this? How do we help one another heal? Did you know how the book was going to end when you started it? 
That's a good question. That's a really good question. That is. I'm impressed I wish I could you. tell you the answer. To I'm, giving that. You a, I'm giving you a point right now yeah. for that, and we're going to write that down in questions to ask authors. Well, that was just sometimes I was. I'm curious on you know on this type of a book, which is, you know, it's a it's a mystery, but it is also, you know, a very I don't know. It's a a, a soulful, thoughtful right. book. So I was just wondering if you knew that ending. Yeah, I had actually had you a pretty did. good idea okay. of of the why and the wherefore of Jimmy Quinn's death. Okay. A lot of the other things that happened and uh, and the parts the other players played mm, came to me as I was writing yeah. it. But mm-hmm. I had a pretty good direction idea of where the the story was going to yeah, go. Yeah, because I, you know, I We're, I'm halfway. Yeah, and I'm about three fourths. I did not want to oh, finish so you, the book. We do don't, don't know, know yet. Don't we don't know, know how yet. It ends. We no. don't know the twist. We don't know. But okay. I'm guessing along the way because you're setting up so many possibilities. Okay. Then I, I'm not going to say another yeah. word don't, about the well, ending. Well, we don't want to know. If <laughs> yeah. you're just joining us, we're with Kent Kruger. William we, Kent Kruger. William Kent Kruger <laughs> on, the, on the side of every book in the world. And the river we remember. Um, how about if we just take a quick break? Will you stay with us? Because we just want to talk to you about books and other things. And Sure, I'm going nowhere. Kind of the inspiration. All right, we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia and my talk. Okay, so we just had, for the very first time, the author do their own book review, and we will post it on our Instagram page, at Lori Julia. If you're just joining us, we're with William Kent Kruger. Kent Kruger, the latest book is The River, The River We Remember, which is kind of The River We Remember. It's kind of hard to say. Okay, so we have talked to you for so many over so many years, about your Coker, Kirk O'Connor series, mm-hmm. Ordinary Grace, mm-hmm. This Tender this Land. This Tender Land. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many great books. You know, you talked about going to Stanford and you came to Minnesota and you've lived here for 23 years. You were from the West Coast. 40 what? years. I've lived here 40 years. 40 years. 40 years. That's way more than 23. <laughs> um, you know, what is, besides your own books, because you are meeting with people who are passionate about reading all the time and other authors. What is a book that you always recommend to other people? Well, the, the first book I recommend is the the, the classic American novel, um, To Kill a Mockingbird. I think it's my favorite American novel. I think it is the almost perfectly written story. But if we're looking for contemporary fiction, I always recommend the work of a guy named Frederick Bachman. Uh, oh, listeners yeah. out there a may know him. A Man oh. Called Owe. And uh, the Bear Town series. Oh. He's such a he's a, a Scandinavian writer, and he's such a compassionate writer. I just love how he deals with um, being human. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the guy from Duluth, Leaf Leaf Engel, or what was that book? Life Anger. Yes. Peace like a river. Mm-hmm. Oh. But his other one. Virtual Wonder. Love that book. Yep, yep. That's he's got another... a new one coming out uh, this year. Oh, he does. Or in 2024. Okay. Oh gosh! Now, do you? Do now you, you're part of this. Yeah, go ahead. That, I just wonder I how many books you get asked a year to blurb. Uh, way, way more than um, I, I. I should say way more than I can possibly do, but I try to do them all. And I, re, I actually read the the book before yeah, I'm going to blurb it. So. I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know lots of my colleagues who don't do that, but I think if I'm going to recommend a book, I need to make sure that it's one that I can. St- can stand by whatever I say. Yes. Absolutely. 
when will we see one of these books made into a made-for-TV series or something like that? Well, the Cork O'Connor series has uh, is actually under option right now. Uh, pr- production halted as a result of the Hollywood strikes, but now that they have writers and actors back, uh, things are moving forward. We have a, an indigenous showrunner. Uh, we are apparently acquiring uh, a lot of wonderful talent for working on the scripts. It's uh, It's going to be... God willing, um, streaming on one of the uh, streaming platforms. And they could do that. Is this is so exciting because, like Julia and I and Grant, you know, we've watched Bosch and Michael Conley. I mean, they've done such a great job with that series, and you've got. So much so many stories. material. How many books in the Cork O'Connor? 18? Currently 19. I just am uh, working on the 20th oh, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just it's the, the casting. Who is going to be Cork O'Connor? Yeah. Do you know? No, no idea. If they uh, if they're smart, I think they'll pick a face that's new. Yeah. Nobody has any expectations about. Mm-hmm. If you know the long running series Longmire, yes. uh, written by a good friend of mine, Craig Johnson, um, I think one of the reasons for the success of that series right. was they picked this guy, guy. Mm-hmm. you didn't know him had no expectations and he just nailed it same with the guy reacher the reacher. guy reacher. because that same actor yeah. has been kicking around for 20 years yeah. he's 41 he's now the, he's, he's the perfect and he has completely guy. erased tom, tom cruise, cruise. Yes, he <laughs> yes he has put a stamp and stood on top of him because yeah. he's that much bigger do you so does it feel weird though that uh, people are writing scripts for a book that you wrote i mean do you feel like you want to be in there and be in charge a little bit you, you know we're still in the early process so i'm not quite sure how i'm going to feel in the end we'll see mm-hmm. um and you know so many of my colleagues whose work has been translated to the screen large or small been disappointed with the results so you know who knows it's a crapshoot yeah i'm keeping it because of how well done you know bosch even Mm -hmm. justified you know this child reacher i feel like you are in that kind of same good storytelling vein you make it you're going to make it easy if they can write a good script which i think they can and cast the right well i really trust the hands that it's in these are people these are the the guy who has the option do you know the the uh diana gabaldon outlander series oh you told us this you told us this last year yeah so he's he's got the rights to it that's amazing and outlander's finishing you know it's wrapping up and but it's it's done huge. It's, uh, it's very huge. true to very true to the heart of the uh, mm-hmm. Diana Gabaldon's work. Have you work. ever read one? I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> I I tried. I read the very first one. <laughs> I tried. There's so much sex in those books. They're yeah. very good though. Very good and very big. Very huge, huge. I read one. I read the very first one. Do you like so? You're, you know, Cork O'Connor is just this iconic person that I think so many people have read your Cork O'Connor series in Minnesota. Do you think, like, did a publisher when you were first starting out give you, like, or maybe an editor, some really great advice about how to write that you hadn't thought of before, like when you're starting out as a novelist? No. So really, no. You I, I can't think of a piece of advice that was given me early on as a writer that that altered or, or helped to Nothing. shape yeah. shape my work. No, try not to suck. Uh, <laughs> you know, in, in the larger uh, context, but for every novel, of course, I have had wonderful editorial eyes that have helped me uh, refine what is a good story to begin mm-hmm. with. 
but make it really a great story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what editors do. Good yeah, editors. But, and your work, like, I still love how you write, just, you know, this, all your good with susurrating, you know, all these <laughs> lovely words that you use <laughs> to describe stuff. Is there anyone, I'm thinking of another book, series that's doing very well tony hillerman's dark winds yes that's been very good do we have uh, do we have need for a third like about a like a 28 to 30 year old native guy in your story i'm trying to think because i'm i want to cast the the guy who plays jim chi oh the detective the younger detective sam but sam is yeah, you know, I'm trying to think are. if we have a 28. Do we need? I think we do. I, Listen I, to us. I want a cast. <laughs> Lori's going to be a casting director and a publicist, uh-huh. and I don't. I don't know what I'm going to be. Oh well, I'll pass along to all of these people mm-hmm. your interest. We'll yeah, see what Zan, you know, I love Zan, Zan McLarnan who plays the uh, you know Jolie Porn, the main guy. But anyway, that is just another mm-hmm. book series that's had really good success with a lot of material yeah and hillerman's work has been around for long decades yeah yeah Yeah. now your buddies with lorna and your buddies with jess laurie her latest book was unbelievable yeah she jess is great and lorna is uh, just we have such wonderful authors here in minnesota it amazes me though kent that book tours the authors they don't come to the twin cities because we're number 14 or 15 not the big ones in the market but no but it really people don't come here for book signings unless or book tours unless it's like the talking volumes or something i'm like here we do all this reading well they don't send authors out on book tours the way they used to Mm -hmm. okay so they have cut back tremendously but back in the old days when i broke into the business uh the twin cities was a major place because you know if you look at when they list the uh, literate cities, those cities that both buy books and uh, and where they circulate well in the right. library system, the Twin Cities, St. Paul and Minneapolis, were always at the top of yeah. the list. So back in the old days, lots of big authors used to to come through here. Yeah, but I, they don't do that anymore. Not not okay. like it used to be. You're right about that. But I do love that with streaming, how we get an opportunity to see so many of the books that we do read come alive mm-hmm. and and film. I mean, Daisy Jones and the Six, I don't know if you read any of her books. No. That was really good. Oh, good. That was good. really a good one. I'm trying to think of another one. that Did you watch All the Light We Cannot See? Yes. Wasn't, loved it. Loved both the book, and I thought it was a great translation. It was great. That was the only streamer new show that made numbers in November. All the light you cannot yeah, see. Yeah, besides suits and all some of the other ones yeah. that were already all the light you cannot see. It is and I, so. And I bet that a lot so of good. people that watch it probably never read the book, so that's great because that's a great story of importance. Yeah, and you always yeah. hope that if your work is translated to the screen, large or small, um, because there are a lot of people out there who watch but don't read. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you'll turn them on to your work. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> if it's done well on the screen, right. hopefully you'll turn them right. on to your work. But that was really good. And initially, people were kind of hesitant that that was going to be good, all the light you cannot see. But that turned out to be stellar, I thought. Are you watching Fargo by any chance? I, I'm not. Oh, it's pretty good. Oh. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, there was, I hear good things about it. There was like I I don't know how to describe. It. I was going to tell you guys later. There was a dialogue between Jenna, Jennifer Jason Lee and some bankers last night that was like dialogue orgasm. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I was dialogue I orgasm. I don't. I couldn't think that. of another. I'm talking to Jeff. I'm like I don't know what to describe that, but that was such amazing dialogue. <laughs> you know, it was. Well, it was this so good. Season of Fargo is probably the closest iteration to the movie. Okay, that the Coen Brothers, mm-hmm. you know, were. 
these crimes that don't seem and people stumbling into things and, you know, just the, the closest to that original movie. Yeah, you know, I haven't watched the series uh, primarily because I so loved the movie. Oh. I thought, I don't know. I don't oh. know if the, what they're going to do with jump this. In. Jump in. Okay. Okay. Each, okay. Each, Thanks for the recommendation. In this season, is standalone. Just, it's a standalone mm-hmm. mystery. Okay. It's like True Detectives on HBO Max. We watch so much TV and read so many books as you can see. It's our job. When do you have time to read? (laughs) Well, you would be surprised, but we fit it in, usually on the weekends. Mm -hmm. We really do. If you're just joining us, this this is a book. The River We Remember, William Ken Kruger. Pick it up. It is... It's so good. It's just so good. And you talk about the mini themes and it's, it makes you think. Mm-hmm. Um, and we love books that stay with you a little bit, you know. Well, I'm just an old-fashioned storyteller. And I think there's a place for that in, yeah. uh, in the world today. Oh, I love it. That, that can be on your headstone. I know. We're I'm just, just an old-fashioned storyteller. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. But you're all done. And so there's no, we don't need to go to your website to find out if you're going to be anywhere. You're just busy writing now. Uh, right now, and enjoying uh, w- when the new year rolls around, I'll be out and about. I'm doing a number of events across the country um, in 2024. You are, but okay. But nothing like this last year. Okay. Would you ever co-write with a favorite author? Nope. Okay. No. There we go. We're okay. not going to ask you. We never, had an idea, but never no, mind. No, we had an idea that we wanted you to co-write with us. I'm so kidding. I'm so kidding. The look on your face is pure panic. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, with you as my co-authors, yeah. Well, we're just, we're you know, you. feed me a little bit of wine, or maybe a lot of wine, <laughs> okay. and we can discuss this. To be discussed later. Pick up the book, "The River We Remember." We'll be right back. Thanks, Call us. We've got two Hi, books to give away.